Confession time. I had a stupidly difficult time writing this reflection. I use the term stupidly difficult intentionally as ironically I used the term compassion in a recent annual employment review as one of my personal strengths. I work as a certified peer specialist, utilizing my own lived experiences to help others experiencing emotional distress or crisis. It's an incredibly fulfilling job, and I find myself capitalizing on my capacity for compassion. Yet, when given a chance to talk about this alleged strength, I find myself embarrassingly at a loss for words. It seems to have become a cultural buzzword, yet as many buzzwords do, through its overuse, we have lost its true meaning. At a loss for even where to begin, I cracked open good old Merriam-Webster. Compassion, a noun, is a sympathetic consciousness of others' distress together with a desire to alleviate it. While definitively clear and concise, I have several problems with this definition, so let's break it down. First, compassion as a noun. Wouldn't it be great to go to the convenience store and pick up a couple packs of compassion? <laughs> While compassion is certainly a thing we possess, it only exists in relationships between two or more people. It's inherently subjective based on those involved. One's definition and capacity for compassion is entirely situational. If compassion is so variable, how does one even know or sense its presence? Second, a sympathetic consciousness of others' distress. Here I get hung up on the word consciousness. It seems like compassion is more than a single act or idea but rather a frame of reference through which we interact with the world, an entire consciousness. Yet when we pair this with a state of distress, one begins to wonder why anyone would ever live in this consciousness. Why would we choose to take on more distress? Third, a desire to alleviate it. This third part of the definition seems a bit short-changed to me. If I know someone's in distress, I would have to be some sort of sociopath to just abandon them there. Compassion, in my understanding, seems to necessitate more of a direct action. Yet through my work, I've come to recognize this deprives individuals of their autonomy. Can, the sim can simply the desire to alleviate it be enough? So, after careful consideration, I've come to the conclusion maybe Webster's doesn't have all the answers on this one. Compassion may be one of those words that never has a clear or concise definition. To me, compassion is an approach to a relationship. Through this approach, I humbly set aside my own notions of how things should be and instead seek to understand another's point of view. Compassion is a kind of connection, a connection to be strived for within the human experience. God, it's so great to see y'all. I'd like to start this talk by dedicating it to all beings who are suffering and to the Dakota and Winnebago peoples whose descendants are still here 
and whose lands we occupy. I also offer this talk with deep gratitude to our Indian, Chinese, and Japanese spiritual ancestors, for they have given us, for all that they have given us and given me, all that I have received from them and all of my teachers, and the ch chance to be here today. I stand, and I believe that we as Unitarian Universalists stand with the black, brown people of color who suffer as a result of systemic racism. We are all connected. May we work together for the liberation of all beings. So I also want to do a short chant. <laughs> this is the disaster preventing Durrani. That's what it's called, the disaster preventing Durrani. So this is just like, please help. This is my variation of please help me. Shosai Chikito Durrani no mo san manda motona no harachi kotosha sonona tojito in gya 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 ki gya ki unun shifura shifura hara shifura hara shifura chitsusa chitsusa chitsuri chitsuri sawaja sawaja senji gya shirie somoko no mo san manda motona no harachi kotosha sonona tojito in gya 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 ki gya ki unun shifura shifura hara Shivura, Harashivura, Chitsusa, Chitsusa, Chituri, Chituri, Sawaja, Sawaja, Senchiga, Shirie, Somoko, Nomo, San Manda, Motonan, Oharachi, Chitsusa, Chononan, Tojito. Gya gya ki gya ki unun shifura shifura hara shifura hara shifura chitsusa chitsusa chituri chituri sawaja sawaja senchi gya shiri e somoko. So you know, just like Alex said, anytime we get into commodifying spiritual practices, we get into trouble. I'll do my best not to do that here. Cultivating a heart of compassion in the midst of suffering is not an easy thing to do. And sometimes, given the current state of affairs, you might wonder, do I want to be compassionate? Maybe I just want to kick some butt, right? <laughs> well, the, for me, uh, the Bodhisattva vows help me point myself point my life in a way that helps me remember what's important. So um, the traditional way of saying the Bodhisattva vows are this. Beings are numberless. I vow to free them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. The Buddha way is unsurpassable. I vow to attain it or realize it. I want to break those down one by one by one. So first of all, let's go back a minute and talk about what a bodhisattva is. A bodhisattva is a being who is like on the verge of realization or entering nirvana or heaven. And I like to think <laughs> um, heaven and hell are here on earth. <laughs> and so, if someone is a realized being, then their experience of living on earth would be more heaven-like than hell-like. 
But nonetheless, this person on the, on the verge of realization chooses not to cross over, if you will, and go into heaven and live in bliss the rest of their lives. What they choose to do is to, like it's the guy that, maybe you heard this story, there's a guy and he goes on this big exploration and he runs across the field and he works and he hard, and then he finds this place and he climbs the wall and he peeks over the wall. And he's like, oh my God, it's amazing here. It's beautiful here. I can't believe it. I gotta go tell all my friends. So he goes back and he tells all his friends and he shows them the way there instead of, oh my God, this is beautiful. I think I'm gonna climb in, right? So. so Bodhisattva is a person like that. It's the beings are numberless. I vow to free them. So it's like there's so many beings. There are even so many people. I can't even count them. How many billions? <laughs> it's a whole another story. But anyway, there's so many beings, but even there's so many beings inside myself to save. Like all of the historical trauma, all the stuff that I carry with me, all the stuff of my ancestors, my parents, my grandparents, the way that I grew up, like, you know, like just that I'm like yanked around here and there. Like, how am I going to free myself? So I have enough to like work on myself. But then there's just the little teeny tiny things I can do every day. Like if I'm walking down the street, sometimes I don't. But what I try to do, if I see a piece of trash, I try to pick it up. So it's like the guy, you know, because you're like, it's so vast, it's so big, why do you even try, right? So I'm like, I'm like the guy throwing the starfish back in the ocean. The guy's like, why are you doing that? It's not gonna, it's the, there's so many starfish, you can't help though, there's too much. And you're just like, well, he reaches down, he picks one up and he throws it back in and he goes, well, I hope that one. <laughs> so it's like that, you know, I try to do a little bit that does help. The second bodhisattva vow is delusions are numberless. I vow to end them. So this is, I think, where the rubber hits the road so much every day. Because delusions are numberless. There are so many ways that, A, I can lie to myself. There's so many ways that I try to prop myself up with my ego. There's so many ways that I like, I want to be right. You know, there's, and like, just there's so many ways that just those delusions, I'm just like, oh my God, I've got so far to go. That's why just like in the song, when I'm like, I still hurt the only ones I've ever loved. And usually the way that I hurt people that I love is by trying to somehow pretend that I'm better than I am. You know, like, and I, it's nothing like living with somebody <laughs> where you get to see just how human, I get to see just how human I am. So I'll give you a little example. And I only do this <laughs> because I love to embarrass myself in front of you. No, I, <laughs> I do this because I'm hoping that you'll relate. And then, you know, like I have taken these vows and I am a Soto Zen priest and I'm doing my best and I, screw up every day. So sometimes, maybe you guys have heard this, but sometimes I'll, um, I'll say something like really, really cynical. And Tom will be like, so says the Buddhist priest. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> so in that same vein, um, yesterday I was looking for the honey. You know, I'd been looking for it for a couple of days in this cabinets where it's supposed to be. And like the first time I look for it, I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I let put it someplace else. And I look and I can't find something. Second day I look and okay, so the third day, which was yesterday, I'm like, where did Tom put the honey? <laughs> and he's sitting right in the other room. I'm like, hey Tom, do you know where the honey is? Like, nope. And I'm like, are you sure? Don't you know where it is? He's like, and I thought you would know where it was. He's like, oh, that's what you would think. Oh, I just then I'm like, I am I'm off and running, <laughs> off and running. I'm like, he's just he's messing with me. He's, he's trying, he's really, he's trying, he's 
He's trying to piss me off. <laughs> and I'm in this whole thing, and I'm, and then I'm like, and then he's like, are you sure? Have you looked in the whole cabinet? I'm like, you know, so then I dig, and 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 I'm like, oh, here it is, right in the back. So then I have to go again and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I was wrong. I was wrong. But to have, and, you know, but to have like compassion for myself so that when I screw up and when I screw up again, that I can just go, you know, it's okay. It's all right. I mean, all of us have had some kind of trauma, some kind of something, you know, that not, maybe not everybody. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I think, who was it? Somebody I was thinking, oh, there's a guy that is in my priest group and we we're talking about koans yesterday. And I think, because he was talking about how almost everybody in the group is like, oh, yeah, I feel like they're just beating me up, but they're just like arguing with me. And I was arguing with me about this call. And he's like, no, I just think that they're offering an alternate point of view. And I thought, man, that guy has not. Nobody's yelled at that guy. <laughs> I don't think it's true. But anyway, I think we all go through stuff that, you know, like, we're going to be reactive to. And so what, I, what I'm working to learn to do is to learn to ride that, that, you know, without the thing coming out of my mouth. And I am um, not entirely successful. <laughs> I wish I were. So anyway, so delusions are numberless. I vow to end them. So I, it's all I can do to work on ending these delusions that are inside of me. Because I notice that, like, so you know, I do these long meditation retreats, and I've been doing these long meditation retreats for years, right? <laughs> You'd think I'd be a little better. But the point is, when I'm on those long meditation retreats, and I sit in meditation for lots of hours a day, like sit and walk and sit and walk and sit and walk and eat in silence and do these special ceremonies, I start to get some insight. I start to get some insight about what's running What's running that delusion? What's running that fear? What's running, like, where does that come from? And I can extend that compassion to myself. And I can say to myself, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, that's what's, oh, wow. That's, oh, wow. That's still here. Oh, honey. And I can go, oh, okay. 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 I can see. Because my, my default, my knee-jerk tendency is to be like, did it again. You know, instead of like, wait, uh, settle down, settle down, settle down. It's okay. It's all right. You know, so that when I walk in the garage and I hear the garage door and I see the guy coming, I see the guy coming. I know it's, I know the garage door is going to open. But as soon as I hear that, I'm like, my whole body's like, you know, so like, you know, you know, and I'm just like, huh, it's okay, honey. It's okay. You know, so just to learn how to do that. I don't, maybe you don't have that. That's okay. All right, third thing, dharma gates. Dharma gates. Dharma, dharma is the word for the teachings of the Buddha. So dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. So I, I, these are a couple of different things you could take it. So the first way I could take it is, have you guys ever tried to get the scope of all the Buddhist writings? Anybody looked at a library? Oh my, even the books I have in my own personal library, I, like, I don't think I'm ever going to finish them. And I keep buying more. But anyway, so there's so many teachings and there's so many variations of teachings. There's so many people's interpretations of the teachings. They are endless. You know, they are without, they're without end. I vow to enter them. The second way to interpret that is Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them is every single day. Every single day there's an opportunity to choose kindness 
over hatred. A famous, uh, very famously, or really often, I've seen the quote that says, hatred never ceases by hatred, but by love. In one sense, that's true, but when, if you go back to the Pali, it actually is, hatred never ceases by hatred, but by non-hatred. So sometimes I can't start like, I'm gonna be all lovey-dovey and starry-eyed. I'm not gonna, you know, it's like, I'm not gonna just think that people are fabulous that I disagree with, that I'm afraid they're killing the planet and that I think that they're screwing up on, you know, reproductive rights. But I can start by not hating, by saying, nope, I see that. I see the aggression come up in myself. I see the hatred come up in myself. And there's a moment, there's a, there's a point now because I've spent all this time meditating. There's a decision point where I have the choice to choose. Do I choose hatred? Do I choose kindness? Do I choose hatred? Do I choose non-hatred? Sometimes the best I can do is just go, stop. Just stop. That's not the person I want to be. It's not the person I want to be. The fourth of the Bodhisattva vows are the Buddha way is endless or the Buddha way is unsurpassable. I vow to realize it. Now, that sounds like, oh, I think the Buddha way is like way better than any other way. It's a fabulous way and everybody should follow it and you guys all become Buddhists of me. Well, you know, I'm also a Unitarian Universalist, so I'm not going to say that. <laughs> and, I, and I don't, I don't, I don't um, but I will say that for me, it's been the key that's turned the lock. For me, this practice, of sitting meditation, being silent, having a teacher, being in community, trying to do this practice, meditating every day, trying to catch myself. Really, <laughs> I was trying to tell Tom about something. It was the five remembrances, and basically, I don't think I'm going to go into them because I'm getting up on time, but, but it's, it's like, well, I, I, I'm like, he's like, oh, yeah, the five remembrances, and I'm like, I guess what happens often with Tom is that I'll think he doesn't know. I'll think, you know, I'm going to teach him something. And then he'll be like, bah, 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 bah. and I'm just like, how, how, you're not supposed to know that. <laughs> so I'm like, well, let's see what it, go, let me, let me hear him. So he's like, um, uh, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I'm like, that's not a five remembrances, but you know what? That's a really good thing to remember. You know, that's a really good thing to remember. That's like the five remembrances. I will tell them to you briefly. Just because I think that this whole place that we've been in with COVID, the pandemic still going on, with just scary political stuff going on, with loss of rights, I mean, fear of loss of rights. It's, you know, like if I focus on that all the time, um, it's going to make me nuts. So it's come up in conversation this week a couple of times with people when when they're just like, ah, oh, it's so hard, it's so hard. And I'm like, I, it is hard. It's really hard. And I think because of our privilege, because, I'll, I'll speak for myself, because of my own privilege, most of my life, I have like, been able to ignore these things, to, these five remembrances I'm going to do. I've been able to like, kind of pretend like they didn't exist. So I'll tell you what they are now. So the five remembrances are, I want to make sure I don't forget them. Are they not here? They're not here. They're here. They're here. I just skipped a couple of pages of the thing. No. Yes. 
No? Yes, here they are. <laughs> All right. I am of the nature to grow old. I cannot escape growing old. I am of the nature to get sick. I cannot escape sickness. I am of the nature to die. I cannot escape death. All that is dear to me and everyone I love are of the nature to change. There is no way to escape being separated from them. I inherit the results of my actions, of my body, speech, and mind. My actions are my continuation. I like to say, my actions are the only thing that will actually outlive me. And so, I think compassion, whereas, I think compassion is a verb. I think compassion is a verb. It's just like love. There's the ability to love and the desire to love. There's the ability to have compassion and there's the desire to have compassion. I have all the desire to have compassion in the world. I'm working on the taking loving actions, taking compassionate actions every day towards myself, towards everyone. So I'm just gonna repeat the Bodhisattva vows. I'm so grateful to be here with you today and I'm so grateful that I get to share this and that um, you are my community. Beings are numberless, I vow to free them. Delusions are inexhaustible, I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless, I vow to enter them. The Buddha way is unsurpassable, I vow to realize it. May all beings, including ourselves, be safe, be well, be happy. Live at ease of heart, know deep and abiding peace. <laughs>